What's up, guys? Welcome to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. I'm Trenton. And I'm Brett. Let's Let's talk. talk. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett. My name's Trenton Cruz, one of the hosts of the show, and next to me is my friend, Brett Heilman. How's it going today, Brett? It is going good, man. We're back in here, kind of doing it in the old format. We're both back in here together. Here lately, we've been kind of doing it over Zoom, doing some uh, meetings and things like that, and had some good conversations over the last couple of weeks. It's been really exciting, but we are back together today doing it in person with each other, so looking forward to that, And because it's always a little bit different. You got you can feed off the other person's energy a little bit, Trenton, whenever we're, when we're doing it together, but we had to do some Zooms and things for the holidays, so we're so glad that you guys have stuck with us through that, and hopefully, hopefully you've enjoyed those shows, because we enjoyed doing them even in that format. It was different. It was something new for us, so thank us again for tuning in. Yeah, so y'all are also going to want to make sure that if you're not already, that you are subscribed to Let's Talk with Trenton and Brett on whatever platform you're on. You're subscribed to our Rumble channel, our YouTube channel, and you're sharing this with friends but also that you're subscribed to Next Level Freedom Church, this podcast, and our Unified series that now has an ex- a Rumble channel, a video channel, because as of this recording, yesterday we had an amazing conversation with myself, Brett, Lisa Lambert, Tasha Hart, Aaron Michael, all on the air, talking about some amazing things God has been up to, looking at some clips back from Cross Connection and what God's been doing. So if you haven't caught any of that, make sure you go look that up. Easiest way is probably going to be to go to nextlevelfreedomchurch.com and check out our Unified page and get more information on how you can subscribe on Rumble because you can now catch it on video and it has been a ride. But we had quite a discussion. Thank you guys for checking us out. And also don't forget to check us out on social media. And that's right, you can check us out on Facebook. Let's talk with Trenton and Brett. You know, that's where you're going to find the latest shows and all the latest information that we put out there. You can also check us out on Zapit. That's X-A-P-I-T. Head over to Zapit.com. Set you up a profile and try that new social media platform. Try. I mean, it, come on, it's just like Facebook, guys. You're going to feel right at home. Something new to try out a little more a little more godly than Facebook. Let's just be, let's just be honest, but... You know, just uh, real quick, talking about what Trent was talking about. The, we, there was an amazing show we did that had all five of us on there, and we talked about some really interesting things. You guys are going to want to check out that Unified, and you need to be on the lookout for more things coming from us five in the future because God is putting something together there. We're all kind of praying about it and seeing what God's doing. Nobody knows for sure yet. But everything is falling into place that God's going to be using this group for, I think, great things, Trenton. I think we're going to see some big things from it. And what that looks like, I don't know yet, but I think it's going, to be a, it's going to be a pretty big deal. So I'm excited about it, and we've got some things coming up here in the next few months. Not going to give any details on that yet. Some, some new things coming up that we're talking about, so just be on the lookout. And if you want to catch that show that we did record yesterday, that will be airing, I believe it's February 3rd on our Unified Rumble channel and podcast, Next Level Freedom Church podcast platforms. You can check that out. Make sure you do so. Also, I guess I forgot to mention our email is wait.letstalk at gmail.com. If you'd like to hit us up on the email, 
got questions, things you'd like to talk about right here on the show, we would love to do that with you. And you can also hit us up at the voice message link located at the bottom of the description of each and every episode. Just click on that link. It will take you to our anchor page and let you record us a voice message, which we will get and we can play live on the air should you choose to do that. So lots of things God's been up to, though, lately, just kind of like what's been going on in our stories that we're getting into. One today is going to be a big thing. Things are happening in this world. It's time to get excited. It's time for God's remnant church to rise up. So if you're part of that remnant, you need to be rising up right now and standing up for God. Well, how do I know I'm part of that remnant? Well, are you doing something? That's the first place, a good place to start, because if you're just sitting at home doing nothing, you're probably not a part of it yet. You need to get involved. You need to be a part of what God has been up to. A lot of changes happening, a lot of change coming, and we won't even get into some of the other things that's been going on because we try not to go there today. But we are going to be talking about the Holy Spirit today on the podcast. Yeah, you know, I don't even know where to start with something sometimes, you know, because the Holy Spirit, man, it never ceases to amaze me the way that he moves and the the way that he works and the way that he lines things up. That's what always gets me is, you know, one of the things we've talked about it before, but our services, they just from week to week, it's like God has got things lined up months in advance. And I know it even goes further back than that, but I'm just, just saying that's what it seems like to our minds is like, well, how how did we line all of this up? And we just have to look at each other and say, well, God did it. Because there's no way that a sermon from two months ago, and it's going to lead all the way up into where we're, where we're going down the road. We're seeing them all connect, and they're, they're leading to a certain place. And then lo and behold, we see the fulfillment of what God's been showing us. We see that kind of move of the Holy Spirit that we've been talking about. So... That's what we're going to really jump into today, guys, is the coming of the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit came on the church and how powerful it was. And it was a very powerful moment, and I think that we're seeing that again today, Trenton. And if you're checking this out on Tuesday, the day that it releases, last Wednesday, what he just got with, we had special guest Pastor Curtis True of Church on the Rock in Sykeston, Missouri with us. And wow, what a move of God. And he's not even a part of this congregation. He came in as a special guest. But everything he said, pieced in, just like what Brett's saying, God is in the vein. Things are moving Mm -hmm. forward. He was in the vein with everything that we've been talking about. So I encourage you. you, you Go go ahead. I'm going to say he had no clue. like (coughs) Because I had preached Sunday morning for Joy Church, and he was using some of the exact same scriptures, giving a similar but different message that I gave, but it was all, it was connected from where I left off into where he wanted to go. And he doesn't even come here. I mean, he has, you know, he's a pastor of his own church and everything. He had no idea. He was just listening to what God had said. And that's how you know that you're in a good place with God is that things are lining up like that and things are flowing. So and if anyway. you want to hear that message or any of the prayer time, because I kept all of it, at least we did turn the cameras off and there was still a few other people that got words after that and got prayed over. But the uh, the cameras rolled until the camera died. <laughs> it went till it died. So the video is about an hour, I think in 26, 20, hour and 26 or 27 minutes long. You can catch that straight on Facebook. This time we did it that way because he was talking He was prophesying to some people on Facebook audience, so we put it straight on Facebook. It's also available on the Next Level Freedom Church Rumble channel or our YouTube channel or our podcast. If you just want to hear it, you can check that out. That is just search Next Level Freedom Church, 
and you will find us. But know that God has been doing some amazing things. And if you are sitting here listening to me right now and you're one of those people that's saying, I, I haven't seen anything. Mm. Well, then it's time to open your eyes and start paying attention because God has not stopped moving. He's been moving, and obviously he's been moving in some way since the beginning of time, but he's still moving right now through his church, and he's doing it through the local bodies. He's doing it through the local congregations, the local churches that are willing to step up, let him have a chance to allow his Holy Spirit, and this kind of is going to tie right into today, going to allow the Holy Spirit time to move in the service. So you've got to do that. You can't be one of those churches that gets a minute and a half of prayer time, like Brett's talked about before, I think, on this this show, if not somewhere else. But either way, you can't be one of those churches that gets your minute and a half of prayer time total in your entire service, and you're calling it good, and you're going home. Mm-hmm. There's people that need prayer. There's people that want you to pray with them. They have ailments. They have sickness. They have things they're struggling with. It don't have to be sickness. It can be finances. It can be whatever that they're dealing with. Stress, depression, anxiety. You know, people are struggling with stuff all the time. And if the church is not giving them time to have themselves delivered by prayer through the Holy Spirit, then the church is not doing their job. So thank God we're part of a church that is allowing the Holy Spirit to move. And because of that, that's why we're seeing the difference And that's why we see the difference in what happened in today's story. We are in Acts chapter 2 today, for those of you that want to follow along with us. And got anything else, Brett, before we get started? No, let's go ahead. And uh, the heading on this one is called The Coming of the Holy Spirit. So you know this is fitting to be good. Oh, yeah. It's fitting to go down now. So, uh, you know, before we start, I want everybody to try to put yourself in the apostles' shoes. You know, they... Something's getting ready to happen to them. They're getting ready to experience something like they've I mean, they've been on a wild ride for now for about three years, right? They've seen their they've seen Jesus die, they've seen him resurrect, and now they they were told to go and wait because something amazing was gonna happen. I'm going to send you a comforter. So they probably have no idea what's getting ready to take place. So no they're idea. getting nope. they're getting ready to step into something new. And that's <coughs> kind of one of the things we've been talking about here is uh, God's got something new. He's doing something different in a, a new way. So they're getting ready to experience that. So here we go. It says, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We'll just stop right there because I think we're, we've got to unpack some of that because there's a whole bunch in there. So they've been, they've been waiting. You know, there, there's a time they were told to wait. And now it says, and suddenly there came from heaven like the sound of a mighty rushing wind. I've often wondered, Trenton, what that was like. Did it, did it come in? It says that it came in suddenly, but I just wonder if they didn't hear it for just a little bit and they're looking at each other like, what is that? Or was it just, they're sitting there talking and all of a sudden their hair's blowing and paper's flying, <laughs> paper's flying up everywhere and something is getting ready to take place. It, it says it had filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues as a fire appeared on them and rested. So something supernatural is clearly taking place. Now, you would think that by this time, Trenton, the, uh, the apostles would be used to some supernatural stuff. They've walked with Jesus, and they've seen him heal people. They've seen miracles take place. But I don't think that anything had prepared them for what was taking place at this moment. 
they began they saw the the tongues of fire that was sitting on their shoulders and they were all filled with the holy spirit and began to speak in other tongues something was clearly taking place that it had to be supernatural because they're all starting to speak in a tongue that they don't understand the wind's blowing and there's this loud sound taking place and I, I think some people probably think, well, they couldn't actually see a tongue of fire, but I think that there was something like fire that set down on them, and they were probably wondering what is going on, what's taking place. One thing that this brought to my attention, this is actually the passage of Scripture that came to my mind when we were doing cross-connection. Because if you remember, there was a few times in that tent, and we're sitting there, and the speaker's giving a word, the worship's going, and just this huge wind would come in, mm-hmm. and then like it would lift the tent, and I would always, my mind would always jump to this passage because it was like, calm down for a little bit. Yep, yep. it was almost <laughs> like the Holy Spirit was entering into the atmosphere, and I mean, it was just amazing. So imagining, I don't know, if, I don't know if they had shutters or anything. It might have just been open windows. Imagine this noise that this wind brings in with it. Imagine the change because you got to remember, up until this point, all they've heard Jesus tell them was go and wait. Mm-hmm. Go and wait in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit's come upon you. Well, that doesn't mean anything to them. They don't know what the Holy Spirit is. They're still learning this stuff. And then all of a sudden, like a mighty rushing wind, here comes this thing. Then they just probably know at this point, oh, this is what Jesus was talking about. And it just starts happening. It says, now they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under the heaven. And at the sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all those who are speaking Galilean or Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, uh, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, I don't know how to say that, Phrygia or Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, <clears throat> Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in their own tongues the mighty works of God and all were amazed and perplexed saying to one another, what does this mean? But others mocking said, they are filled <clears throat> with new wine. So all of a sudden, whatever's going on, and you have to excuse me for botching up all those names, but if whatever's going on here, it's gotten the attention of the crowd that's even outside of the room now. So they hear some sort of a commotion because there's got to remember, this is the perfect time for this to happen in Jerusalem because this is when all these people from all these nations have gathered for the holy days and for Passover and things. And here it is, God shows up and shows out in the midst. And it was actually the perfect time for the good news of Jesus to spread Mm -hmm. from here to the entire world. Because you remember, as we read, you'll find out over 3,000, I believe, in this passage were saved that day. And it's just that God used that as a, a, what do we call it always here, the epicenter of what he was about to do next Mm -hmm. and what was coming that was so great. You know, it just... It brings me right right back to it that God has set everything in motion. Uh, you know, we, we talked about that here at church one night, how everything 
all the way back from Adam and Eve, all the way up into the time where we're at. God had all of that planned out in advance and it fell together perfectly. And this is just another one of those times. He knew who would be there. He knew how many people would be there. He knew the perfect time to start the church, the first day of the church, if that's how you want to look at it. I mean, I don't know if that's exactly on God's timeline how you look at it, but this is when the Holy Spirit came. This is We're getting ready to hear Peter preach his first sermon and see what God does. I mean, it was a perfect opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to basically just just go out to you know to everybody. Everybody's getting ready to hear about God, getting ready to hear about uh, what Jesus had done. And it's just an amazing <coughs> thing. One of the things that I do want to point out, though, and I guess get Trenton's opinion on, is uh, when they begin to speak in other tongues, we're not, I don't think necessarily here it's talking about the a prayer language because it was everybody was hearing it in their own language. So what we're seeing here is a supernatural thing that was meant not just for the disciples or the apostles on, on a personal level with God. This was something that was, it was happening because of the people that were there. So, I mean, we've heard of other people and, you know, seen other people that will uh, stand up and will start speaking in a language that they don't know what they're saying, but it's a complete, it's where they might be speaking Italian, they might be speaking German or Russian or something like that. You know, we've, uh, I was watching Perry Stone, he was talking about that one time, he got up and spoke in a language, he didn't know what it was, and then people come up and said, you just spoke clearly in my language. Mm. And he was, he had, I think they had to get somebody to tell him what he was saying because he didn't know what they were even saying at that point. So it's one of those amazing things. We're seeing something super, so supernatural right here that I think that we read over sometimes and we don't <coughs> grab a hold of the true concept of it is that the Holy Spirit didn't just show up. The Holy Spirit showed up and then he showed out and said, look, I'm going to take some of these... Uh, good little Jewish boys, and they're going to speak in all of these different languages, and I'm going to prove to these people that what they're saying about Jesus is true. And you got to think, that's why there's the, the Galileans had a name, you know, back then. They're kind of the poor bunch, never really see anything out of them. That's why they're like, are these all of Galileans? And, they, you know, they, they're seeing this, and so that right there is enough to amaze them. But yes, you got to understand the difference between speaking in tongues and praying in tongues. And in this particular case, God is using this to change the world. And they are speaking yeah. in other tongues, literally other languages from the people that are there. This is the type of tongues when you're speaking in tongues that has to have an interpreter because what's the point if you don't? So when God laid this Holy Spirit upon him and they started speaking in tongues in these other languages, there was a purpose behind it. The purpose was God wanted all these people from all these nations that I'm not going to even try to read again, but all those nations that we read throughout the text to understand that this was a legit thing that's happening and that we, I know what you guys think of Galileans and you don't think they know much, but I'm going to use the Galileans mm -hmm. and they're going to talk to you in your own language and you're going to be surprised and you're going to recognize that this is me. Now, the difference on this is there's a translator, but when you're praying in tongues, that's when you get into your heavenly language. And Paul explains the difference between the two in one of his epistles. And I can't think of which one it is right now, but that might be something we need to look at later on just to kind of clarify for some people. Because there is a difference. There's a difference between speaking in tongues and praying in tongues. When you pray in tongues in your prayer language on your own, that's you. That's a language between you and God. And you're praying. But if God has you start speaking in tongues, it's like, or tongues, like he just said about Perry Stone, 
He's using that for a purpose because somebody there needs to hear it in a language that you don't speak. And we've heard other stories of ministers that just go out speaking in tongues and maybe they don't know any Hebrew or whatever. And the Jew that, I don't remember who it was, but he was standing there and he just started praying in tongue. And a Jewish man or a Hebrew man came up to him and said, you just prayed this particular prayer word for word exactly in Hebrew. Well, the guy didn't speak Hebrew. So those type of things still do happen as well. And I think the church tends to forget these things. God still uses this type of stuff today. Also, though, he does use your praying in tongues and your prayer language. You know, it would made me think about, I'd heard some years ago that uh, tongues was for the unbeliever. And, you know, this is another one of those scriptures that it made me think about something. They'd been in Jerusalem this whole time when, you know, everything going down and from the time they come in and people knew about this Jesus guy that was crucified and what was being said about him. All of those people knew that. But now we're dealing with a time where people that have come in from all these different lands who had no idea about Jesus, didn't know anything that was going on, maybe then a little bit of hearsay. And then all of a sudden, these people, these these 12 stand up and they have got a, a message about what's been going on in Jerusalem, you know, in Israel for the last three years to all these unbelieving nations that have no idea what they're talking about. And they stand up there and they speak in their own language to a group of unbelievers. And it, you get to truly see that, yes, this is one of those things that God gives so that the unbelievers can believe and so that mm-hmm. they can see the truth. Is because, look, that's never happened to me before, <laughs> that I've got up and spoke Chinese or, or something along the lines of, you know, some different language. That's never happened to me before. But that's what the equivalent of it would be, is me stepping up to preach and then God starts a different language starts coming out of my mouth and somebody hears it online and I spoke directly to that person. That's the equivalent of what's happening here is they stand up and they just simply open their mouth and God does the work. And people were getting saved. It's for them to to be able to see that, yes, God is real because there's no way that a Galilean can speak uh, you know, to the Arabians and to the, the Cretans, uh, Cretans and the, the Cyrenes and all those different ones that we can't, pronounced very well there's no way they could articulate who jesus was to them except for something like this to happen and that's one thing i want you to zero in on because we just got to understand something this didn't just happen then this this next part verses 12 and 13 this still happens nowadays verse 12 said and all were amazed and perplexed saying one to another what does this mean but others mocking they were filled with new wine there's always going to be a critic, and then there's always going to be those. <laughs> there's always going to be those that God touches and uses to make a difference. And then there's the critics, the, the ones that were mocking. Oh, they're filled with new wine. In other words, they're drunk. Yeah, like he just said, they're drunk. So there's always someone criticizing. The question is, do you stop there, or do you keep going? And I'm going to probably be next week before we get into it. But Peter gets ready to stand up as a fisherman. And give his very first message to thousands of people that were in Jerusalem. Can you imagine? Pastors pray for that type of audience. But Peter had that audience when it first started. 
and we saw, and I'm thinking it's somewhere like, like 3,000, Brett. We haven't read down through there yet, but yeah. 3,000 that got saved and delivered that day. And then shortly after this, there was another 5,000. And it was just crazy how many people just started piling up. Because if we'll speak the word of God and quit trying to add our own take on things, God can move people's mm-hmm. hearts and God can make the necessary changes needed to change a heart. And it's the ones that's hearts are willing to be changed. They're the ones saying, what does this mean? They're the ones that are going to be like doing the research, trying to figure out what is going on. And then there's always going to be those that are just mocking. Oh, you're just drunk. Or that's just the church, right? That's just the church. That's what they believe, those religious fanatics over there. But they don't realize what they're missing. And we can't explain it to them because they won't allow God to explain it to them. What you got, Brett? It's like the atheist of our day. <laughs> you know, the it doesn't matter what you show to them or any, or you know, they're always they're going to mock the things that the Christians believe in because they don't understand it. They don't they don't have the eyes to see and the ears to hear that Jesus talks about. Christians have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. You know, another thing, another way of looking at this whole thing is a person doesn't have to stand up there and speak in a different language. They can stand up there and speak English, and God can cause the person that's out there that can't understand English to hear that language that's being spoken in Chinese. That kind of stuff happens as well. So I get up, I just start preaching my sermon like normal, but they hear it in a different, a completely yep. different language. That's that's the God we serve, and it, it's God is going to accomplish His purposes. It doesn't matter what the atheist says or what the agnostics say or what the Hindus say or what the Muslims say or anything. God is going to get the word out about His Son that He sent His Son to die for us and that He resurrected. And this is a perfect example. Is this? This Peter's getting ready to talk. His sermon at Pentecost is a perfect example of God's going to get his word out and what we had just read. They're going to hear it in the language that they need to hear it in, however God chooses to do that. And it's and that stuff still, still does happen. That's a good point because I mean, I've heard stories also where person, to them, maybe they were speaking in English. They, they don't speak the other language. But the person that was listening heard it in their language. And they, you go back and check with the person. Yeah. They're like, uh, I didn't. I was speaking in English. No, you were speaking in, you know, Hebrew or whatever language mm-hmm. it was. So, so there's that stuff that still happens today too. The problem is nobody's looking for it because they have been so watered down. The church has been so watered down to not believe in the power of God and what it can actually do. That many, let's just say, at least American believers, the American church, the ones that are supposed to rationalize everything, right? Be able to try to understand and figure things out. They don't want to believe this stuff. That's why you see more of that type of stuff happening in countries like Africa and places because they're willing to receive what the Spirit is doing. And remember, even Jesus said it in Scripture. In his hometown, he couldn't do very many miracles because there wasn't any faith. There wasn't enough belief. So it does have something to do with the environment. So we need to be making sure, especially if you're listening, you're a pastor or you're just a member of a church, the church needs to be an atmosphere. It needs to be an environment where the Spirit of God is allowed to move so that God can accomplish His will. And if you'll do that, God will take you to the next level. You're not going to have to worry about the next level because he's going to get you there. And it's like we keep talking about ours, but that's the type of stuff we're seeing happening right here at Next Level Freedom Church. So uh, what anything else before? Well, yeah, I just, I mean, I know we're coming up on our time here, but we've got to get, you know, as, as Trenton was saying, we, we've got to stop making church so much about us 
and I, I think you even spoke on that a little bit this morning, something similar to that, but we got to stop making it about us because we're here to worship God. This isn't a social club. That's what you were talking about. It's not a, it's not just a social club. And like I don't have any problems with big churches and having, you know, lots of different things going on. I don't have any problems with that. As long as we keep our priorities, you know, the the main thing, the main thing. We have got to make Jesus. He's got to be elevated. We got to lift him up. We got to glorify him. We we've got to be sharing him. You know, if if you want to have a cup of coffee while you do that, that's fine. I don't care. But you make you make it about Jesus. You give thanks for that cup of coffee before you drink it. We've got to make sure that what we do as a body of Christ has meaning behind it. Because if we're just coming in just to come here because you miss the people, I mean, that's a small aspect of what church is. Yes, church is about fellowship. Yes, you're absolutely right. But it's not just about fellowship. It's about uh, coming in here to get trained. It's about coming in here to get filled up. It's about coming in here to glorify God. It's about coming in here so that we can go right back out there on the battlefield. We have got to have the mindset of I am coming to learn and to worship and to be a part of the body of Christ. And that means to walk in the gifts that God has given you and to walk in the truths that are out there and to stop compromising everything that you know the scripture says because you're the only one that wants to follow it. You compromise with what everybody else. I'm speaking to somebody now. you got to stop compromising your beliefs to make other people feel comfortable. Be the Christian that God has called you to be. Be a doer, not just a goer. This is something that I'm going to be talking about. I know this is going up Tuesday, but I'm going to talk about this Wednesday. There's you got two types of Christians. You got church goers and you got church doers. Some people just go to church and that's all it's ever going to be. And then you have the people that go to church and they go out and they start doing church on the outside. So they go and they do. And we got to make up our mind of what we're going to be, a goer or a doer. And I'm going to stop. Goers or doers? That's like what Lord that. said stuff. Yeah, <laughs> goers or doers. You just going to church or are you doing church? Uh, even outside of church. That's a good, that's a good point. Those of you out there, we thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Um, I will make sure you hit us up, wait.letstalk at gmail.com. If you got questions, thoughts you'd like us to sh- uh, talk about here on the air or something you want to share with us, or you can hit us up at the voice message link located at the bottom of the description of each and every episode. You just click on that link. It will take you to the Anchor platform, which will allow you to record us a voice message, just like a voice message on your phone. You record it, and then it gets sent to us, and we can play it on the air if you would like. Also, make sure you're subscribing on whatever platform you're listening on, and make sure you're subscribing on Rumble, and YouTube is there as well. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook, guys. That's where you're going to get all the latest information and everything. I know that you guys know that, and I know sometimes it feels like we repeat ourselves a lot, but it's only because we want to give you guys a platform to find us and to get a hold of us if you need to. We want to make sure that we make sure that you guys know where you can get a hold of us because we are here to help. You know, we are just, we are, we are pastors and we have jobs and we do think, you know, we have other things. So you may have to give us some grace at times and, and with time to get back to you. But, you know, we're here for you guys, and we're here to help answer any questions that you guys have. So that's why we, we push those things so hard. It's, it's not just to get the numbers up. That's a good part of it, too. But we just want to let you guys know that we are here for you if and when you need us. So 
I didn't say, I guess I just didn't say, God bless you guys. I'll see you next week. I'm getting ready to turn off and give it over to Brett. I just kind of ended suddenly. But uh, God bless you guys, though. We really do appreciate each and every one of you that tune in each and every week. And I will see you next week. Go ahead, Brett. All right, guys. I want to give you an opportunity to come out and join us, too, here at 1225 Old Cape Road, Jackson, Missouri. Uh, our services, Next Level Freedom Church, are at 7 p.m. on Wednesday evenings. Come out. You will get filled up, you will get fed, and you will get prayed over if you want it. <laughs> so if you want prayer, Wednesday nights, come and join us. Uh, you can also join us at 1030 for Joy, uh, at Joy Church at the same address, 1225 Old Cave Road, Jackson, Missouri. If you uh, want to come and just visit us on Sunday morning, your services are at 1030. And you can also catch them online at the same time. So with that said, we'll go ahead and close in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to study your word, to be able to read your word freely, Father God, without fear of persecution. So, Lord, we just pray, God, that we would apply this word to our lives uh, this week. And, Lord, we just pray for all those that have listened, that you would touch them in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I hope you were blessed and inspired by the content. Do us a favor, go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, tell a friend, and share this on social media. We would love to share the good news with as many people as possible. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have topics you would like us to discuss on the air, you want to give a shout out, or maybe you just want to say hi, click on the message button below and let us know what's on your mind. Thank you for tuning in. God bless, and we'll see you next time.